we continue in the Christmas season to, to read from St. John in his letter and in his gospel, and there's so much goodness here. And today also, this January 3rd, we honor the holy name of Jesus. The symbol on the back of my chasuble, the IHS, I'm sure most of us are familiar with that symbol. That's the Greek letters for the name of Jesus. And it was popularized by St. Bernadine, who lived in the 1100s. He would go around preaching parish missions, calling people to conversion. And the Many of the men in the area where he was had the vice of gambling and playing cards. And so he would convince the men to turn away from their vice of gambling, of being imprudent and not good stewards with their resources. There was, in one location, the man who made the cards that the men were playing with was not very happy that his source of income was being cut short because the men quit buying the cards because they quit playing. And so Bernadine, before he was a saint, Father Bernadine convinced the man to change his production, to put holy images and holy words on the cards that he was producing. So many of us have holy cards tucked away in many books or Bibles or just laying around that we use to help our prayer, our mental prayer each day. They come, that's one of the sources from them, St. Bernadine, where he, he convinced this man to change, for himself to be converted by the holy name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, there's no other name under which we are saved, we heard. As St. Peter's first homily, first preaching after the Pentecost is what he said. There's no other name. As we heard, every knee shall bow at the name of Jesus. Every knee shall bow at the name of Jesus, the holy name. The name of Jesus, it's his identity. It's his mission. God saves is what his name means. And so when it's invoked, the name of Jesus is invoked. We're calling down that reality, that divine power of the salvation of God made known to us in the name of Jesus. You know, Holy Mother Church and her instructions for the celebration of the Mass says that every time his name is pronounced, that we are required to bow our head. Every time we hear the name of any member of the Trinity, of our Blessed Mother, or the saint of the day, we are instructed to bow our head. Now that law, that rule, is, is restricted to our liturgical practice. But in our culture, where his name is defamed so readily, where his name just rolls off everyone's tongue as though it's a cuss word, what if we took that practice out into the streets? And maybe as we follow the scriptures, every knee shall bow at the name of Jesus. What if we started to genuflect every time someone used the name of God? At least we could bow our heads. St. John, in that first reading, is encouraging the young church 
And we don't know what it's going to be. But when we see him, it's going to be everything. And the world doesn't understand us. The world doesn't know us because they don't know him. We are supposed to be different from the world as disciples of Jesus. The world's not supposed to understand us. We're supposed to be radically, meaning down to the root, different, because we are now children of God. How beautiful that is, that we are now called children of God, for so indeed we are. Those words come to us also when we have the baptism. At at the end of the baptism, at the end of the ritual, the priest or the deacon says those words, says that prayer, that this young person, these young people are now called children of God. That's what St. John is telling us in this reading. By the order of nature, everything comes from God. We know that. But because of sin, there's a separation. But we are saved, how? Through the name of Jesus. And through the waters of baptism, we're adopted into the family of God. So beyond just the order of nature, but by the order of grace, we become children of God and rightful heirs to the throne. We become children of God. Now I have seen and testified that he is the Son of God. That's what John the Baptist said about Jesus. In a very real way, it could be said about each one of you that he is a son of God. She is a daughter of God. I mean, theologically, we all become sons in the son, but it's a longer conversation. But we become children of God. So when John the Baptist pointed to Jesus and said, behold, now we, don't want be, we don't want to be that bold borderline blasphemous by pointing to each other and saying, behold, the Lamb of God. But we're going to say, behold, the Son of God. Behold, the Daughter of God. And say it truthfully and honestly. So as Mother Church asks us to pause this day and meditate on the holy name of Jesus. We ask for the grace, for a greater devotion And to rid our speech from any misuse of his name, whether it's intentional or not. And if you are courageous, when you hear his name being misused, maybe you could gently remind your neighbor of the powerful word that they just used. That Jesus saves, God saves, is what that word means. No other name under the heavens. There's no way to God except through Jesus. Through the waters of baptism, we become children of the living God. And then we just behold the Lamb of God, what John says. Each day, the priest says this at the altar, directing us, directing our gaze to the one who saves. Ask for that greater devotion to your belief in the God who saves, who becomes present in the Holy Eucharist. That it's in and through him that we are saved. Brothers and sisters, 
See what love the Father has bestowed on us, that we may be called the children of God, yet so we are. May our lives reflect this reality.